Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. Where do I begin with today's Believe guest, Hilary Henniger? I got to know her through Children's Theater, which is a running theme on the show because I met so many great people during my 15 plus years there. People like her. During our conversation, Hillary shared her grandma, Shirley, is a great source of inspiration through her example of faith, of insisting upon seeing the good in others, and why Steel Magnolias is one of Hillary's favorite movies. It's a well-thought-out reason with lots of layers. Hillary is equal parts fun, funny, fierce, and faithful. I adore her. We worked together some years back, and I've had the pleasure of getting to know her even more as a family friend. It is a delight to spend time in her company. Welcome to the show, Hillary. Hi. I'm Hi. so excited to be here. I know. And you, and you just told us this is your first podcast, which is exciting. So I've wonderful. listened to numerous podcasts, but they're usually about true crime. And I'm obviously not the subject of a true crime story. So <laughs> this is very different. Thankfully. Thankfully. Yeah, Praise thankfully. The Lord. yeah. All right. Is there anything you want listeners to know about you to start? Um, I did write notes, even though I probably know this all off the top of my head anyway. Um, I have been with Greg, my husband, for 13 years. Oh my almost, gosh. Almost married nine years and we met in your living room. Oh my gosh. Mm. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. I know. And you introduced us. Well, technically I feel like Sean was the gateway between us. <laughs> and then another tidbit is Sean married us. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so fun. I, I can hardly believe it's been 13 years 13 since you years. and Greg have been together. Oh my uh-huh. gosh. Isn't oh that my crazy? We have two boys, Harrison Ward, who is six, and Sawyer Lewis, who is four. <laughs> they keep us very busy. Uh, I am a hairstylist and a florist, but now I'm a stay-at-home mom and stay-at-home wife, which, you know, kids are in school, dinners, laundry, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, I have two cats, Dash and Sparky. Dash is next to me right now. And I'm a third generation San Diegan. Oh like, my gosh, that is really cool. My kids are now fourth. So wow. It's a big, big deal. Wow. So I did yeah, not see, I did not know that. I'm learning things. Wow. Yeah. Third generation, man. So, wow. Very good. Yeah. Three words. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. No, that was that was kind of my wrap-up of okay. all about me. Yeah. Well, I love all hearing all that. Three words to describe yourself. Social funny and hungry <laughs> hungry in what sense every sense every sense but i think about food all the time i <laughs> the moment i wake up i ask greg what do you want to do for lunch or what sounds good for dinner or i mean there are people who live to eat and eat to live i live to eat i think about food all the time 
Yes. No, I did not see. I'm learning things. I did not know that about you. But I, I also not. think that probably changed in the past like five, six years because I'm like, it's, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the age of the late 30s or like, who knows? But I, I think about food all the time. Yep. And listener, I will describe Hillary as a petite. Yeah. Greg was like, everybody's going to think you're overweight. <laughs> and I was like, nope, nope. Yeah, she is a petite, uh, less tall individual. Yeah, I'm 4'10". So we're not, <laughs> yeah. we're not pushing the boundaries here on size. Right. Okay. I didn't realize that you weren't even five feet. I, I no. mean, honestly, I did not. And Greg is almost, I think he's 6'4 on a good day, but probably 6'3 all around. Oh my so god! We are very different in size. Oh so. my goodness! Oh, see, I'm learning all kinds of fun That's stuff so here. Exciting! I know. Two truths and a lie. I don't have to tell you how to play this. Nope. Okay. I've broken three bones. Okay. I met Al Pacino and Jack Nicholson in one night. Okay. I was a narc in high school for the police. <laughs> Oh, Mark for please. I got to just take some quick notes here. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I can remember what I'm talking about. All right. I'm going to put the three bones aside because, you know, and I'm boring. Well, no, not that it's boring. It's just, yeah, it's, it could happen. And yet it could be like, well, you just changed the number. It was one or it was four or whatever. Okay. So I'm set that one aside. Um, not for police. That's so intriguing. Al Pacino and Jack Nicholson one night. See that you could maybe what met, met one or the other, both. maybe in a week, or maybe yeah. it wasn't at night. Maybe it was day or in two days. I don't know. Okay. I didn't so use trick words. I didn't will use say trick that. Words. Oh, no. Okay. That does help out a little bit. Uh You know what? I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go. Oh gosh. And I think it may be a narc. And of course we're going to talk about that, especially if it's true. Yeah. Um, Because like, what does that even mean? Okay. Mm. Um, I'm going to go with the three bones. Yeah. I've never broken a bone. (laughs) Oh gosh. Cause I didn't want to say one and then two and three is a fun number. Three is a fun number. There are some numbers that are just fun. Yeah. Okay. That's the lie. The three bones. Okay. That's the lie. Oh my gosh. So tell us the Al Pacino, Al Pacino, Jack Nick, how is that even possible? Okay. Tell us. A friend of mine was good friends with the assistant coach for the Lakers and he was going into the military. And so before he went in, they were like, you can sit next to my wife courtside and you can bring a friend. And I was really supportive, I guess, of him going into the military. And he said, do you want to come with me? So I did. So we were courtside and we were with the assistant coach's wife. So we went into this private bar area. And they both were there because Jack Nicholson was at every Laker game. Maybe he still is. I'm not sure. But he offered to buy me a drink. And I said, well, it's an open bar. And (laughs) he thought that was very funny and walked away. So, I mean, it wasn't like we hung out for a while. And then Al Pacino offered me a cigarette. And I said, I don't smoke. And he said, good doll. It'll kill you. And walked away. Oh, my God. 
How funny is that? Because you know what? Both of those quick little exchanges you had with them seem exactly how it would go. Who they would be. Yes. Both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They both were surrounded by people. uh, So that was, you know, interesting. But I was early 20s. So I was, you know, probably dressing a lot more fancier than I would now (laughs) to go to a, you know, but. Right. So, yeah. And I think I met other people that night or saw them or high fived or something because I was in with the in crowd. <laughs> oh gosh. The game. Right. Um, but yeah. So, oh my gosh. Um, I think, I think Nicholson, I think he found you witty in that moment. And that right. was just funny. I'm sure he laughed. And then that grin of his, I could yeah. see that. I could totally see that. Cause and, it was like, now I'm done. And he walked away, but he wasn't like dismissing me. No. It was just enough. It wasn't rude. Um, and then it was Al funny. Pacino, yeah. And Al Pacino, <laughs> do you want a cigarette? I said, no, I don't smoke. Oh, it'll kill you doll. And he walked. Yeah. Out. Oh my gosh. So. See, that just sounds like him too. Right. Oh my gosh. What a fun little story that you get to take with you. Okay. Narc for the police. Tell us what, what was so, that about? Since I went back a grade when I was in fourth grade. So I was our, I was older for my class. Mm-hmm. So I was, because my birthday's October, I always turned like right away my birthday. So, right, right, right. so since I went back a grade, when I was a senior in high school, I was already 18 and I was turning mm. 19. Mm. So I went to a public school, La Costa Canyon, and we have a cop on campus all the time mm-hmm. and they needed people to be like narcs, not for the school. I worked with the police after school, like late at night wow. and went into bars and liquor stores with a mic on me <gasps> and I got paid $20 an hour, uh, cash under the table. And so, but I wouldn't lie. I would go into a bar and show my ID, but because I was young looking blonde, you know, cute, uh, I, I was unsuspecting and they wanted people to know that I was under 21 and still offer me alcohol. Um, And I would pay for it. I had money. The cops gave me money and I was Mike. So I had two undercovers with me and then around each corner, like in the buildings, wherever I was, there was uh, uniform, you know, cop cars. So everybody, like I had a pack of cigarettes to act like I knew what I was doing, which I didn't, <laughs> but I was led into a couple of bars. The bouncers let me in, but then uh, the bartenders didn't give me, they looked at my ID. So I'm not trying to trick them. They know, right, that I'm right. but there is a liquor store in Carlsbad where I, I got beer again. I didn't know what to buy. They always told me what to order and what to do. Um, and he sold it to me. He looked at my ID and he looked at me and he winked and he goes, just for you, baby. And I was like, your night is about to be ruined, like in my head. <laughs> so he sells it to me. I walk out the door, the undercovers, they're in the uh, store with me. They go, they get him, you know, the cop cars come around. We have to take a picture together for evidence. And so I like have to hold the beer. And I was like, oh my gosh. So this guy had to call his boss and say, like, I just sold uh, alcohol to a minor knowingly. So we have two options. We can shut down our liquor license for two weeks or something, or we can pay like a hefty, hefty fine to the police. Right. You know, so. Oh my uh, gosh. And it's right off the five on Carlsbad. So I always see it. And I'm thinking like, I remember that day and I only did it twice. And then the the cops kept the beer at the end of the night. <laughs> 
So nobody in a bar situation. No one in a bar situation. Okay. But the bouncers did let me in in two bars. Okay. Or three. I forget the amount, but it was the liquor store guy that, you know, you know, because when I say narc, everyone's thinking like I was telling on other people in high school. And it was like, no, this was we were not trying to trick anyone. We were just trying to see that they knew it was wrong and they still did it because I was a unsuspecting. Right. You worked yeah. undercover. I was undercover. Yeah. Undercover. undercover is a better job, better word to say. <laughs> wow. That is, you yeah. know, I did not know that story either. Somebody you're full of all kinds of good stories. It's a good, it's a good party story. You know? It is a really so, good party story. Yeah. All right. One of your favorite. Now I know you've got, we both have movies that we love and we have oh, yes. loving movies in common. Yeah. One of your favorite movies of all time. I would say Steel Magnolias. Really? Okay. Because, tell, tell me why. Well, first, they're, they're hairdressers. Well, one of them is Dolly Parton, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh-huh. I am a hairdresser. Um, I don't, besides Greg and my kids, I don't really do maybe my mom here or there. Right, right. Uh, but I did do that for years and I taught it uh, at night school and it's, to sit down in the chair and talk to someone. And like the moment you sit down, you become like I, my mom's friends would sit down and they would talk to me like a friend. And I'd be like, I've never had this conversation with you, but because <laughs> when you sit in that chair, right. You know, something happens. And right. I loved that. I love that. It's about women who are in all different walks of their life mm-hmm. and struggles. And one is about a mother and a daughter and that, that struggle and that dynamic um, and just the friendship of the women over time, right, you know, right. and one who never gets married and one who's been married forever and one who hates the other one's husband and one who's in an abusive relationship. And, you know, I mean, it's right. like, but it's so funny. I mean, laughter through your tears. I think that was, there's a moment right after the funeral where they're trying to make, uh, Sally, Sally Field. Yeah. That's her name. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. i trying to make her laugh because her daughter died and spoiler alert. Sorry, everybody. No, no, no. It's um, a, yeah, I think that's a, that's that, that secret is out. <laughs> and they're asking Weezer to make her laugh and she does. And they end up just cracking up and it's one of the best scenes because it's so heartbreaking and I haven't watched it now as a mom. And I think it would be very, different as a mom to watch it because I cried for sure before, but like now losing a child, I can't, I mean, I would start crying thinking about that. I can't even fathom doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I remember the mom had to make all the tough choices. Her husband couldn't do it. Her father couldn't do it. The mom had to do that. She had to step up and I know that strength, but I never want to know that pain of, you know, you know, but exactly. it's also a really funny movie. Funny, yes. It's classic. And yeah. Oh, Singular that is a good movie. one. Okay. So, good yes. Movie. Yes. Okay. I like that. I And somebody else said that not too long ago. And so I feel like I need to revisit. You know, it's yeah, probably been a lot of. Yeah. I think it's been a lot of years since I've seen yeah. that one. Because I could see it over and over and I'm not sick of it. Because there's some that's like either like a comedy, like the movie Clue. That would be my second choice if we were Uh picking a number two. Right. Okay. But it's also like you, the jig is up the first time. And so I already know because that's the point of it is like, there's three, you know, but like steel magnolias, I'm going to get something different out of it at every season in my life and like hear a different phrase. 
you know, like I said something the other day to Greg of like, I was like, it looks like two pigs dancing under a blanket. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, that's <laughs> a phrase. And he was like, that's not a phrase, Hillary. I was like, yes, it is. I heard it in a movie. And so I pulled it up and they're at a wedding and this woman's dancing and they say she looks like two <laughs> pigs fighting under a blanket. And Greg's like, but that doesn't make it a saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just because someone wrote it in a script. Right? Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, in my head, it is. It is. It is now. Yeah. Yeah. It is now. It is yeah. now. Oh, those are fun. Those are fun. Name a person that inspires you. I would say my grandma, Shirley, she passed away about a year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. um, right after Christmas. And I think why she inspires me is her faith in the Lord was unwavering. Okay. Mm. She was solid in her faith in the Lord and that he will answer prayers, even if it takes 40 years. And there was a couple Mm. of prayers for her of her children that took 40 years, but it happened. And so she said that he answers, you know, like he's always there. You always put that first. And it was just, and her seeing the good and others with that faith was just unwavering. And Mm. I, I, I struggle with the complete faith in faith sometimes. (laughs) I, I, I appreciate that and see the good in others. I, I, I like hearing that, 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 that was really how she lived. We're, you know, looking for the good instead of, you know, looking for the bad, which seems all too easy to do because sometimes you, especially when someone sort of rubs you the wrong way to kind of sift through that and just insist upon finding the good. And it's just easier to say the negative thing or to find the negative than ever find the forgiveness or, mm. you know, the, the accountability in your actions. In right. That. Yes. Yes. You know, and that's kind of, I, I wanted to bring that up later, but. Okay, uh, good. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to that. And a piece of wisdom you keep handy. Um, let's see. Page. The grass is greener where you water it. Oh, oh my gosh. That is so, so tell me about that. I mean, obviously I get what you're saying, but but so I mean, for years, I would say something I've always struggled with is like envy of others, kind of the idea that keeping up with the Joneses, you know, Mm -hmm. in my twenties, someone finding their serious boyfriend and then they got engaged and then they got married. And I'd always wanted, I, I was so envious of other people Mm -hmm. and I never really, really looked at like how blessed my life is Mm -hmm. or how, you know, like my plan isn't supposed to be someone else's. And then I would get angry with God that it's not happening in the time that I want because I'm a planner Mm -hmm. and it drives my husband (laughs) crazy. I think and plan everything. And when I doesn't go the way I really wanted it to. But then in the end, if I look back, it's better than I had ever wanted. Oh, yes. But I needed to water my own grass and not worry about someone else's lawn. And when I put the work in with my life, the relationships that I want, my kids, my health, my body, you know, right, right. The grass becomes greener, you Mm. know, and I mean, there's another phrase in there that's like, you know, someone's grass is greener because it's AstroTurf, you know, like we don't really know 
what, you know, like we don't know what anybody else is going through. And so we can look and say like, oh, you got married first. You had kids first. You bought this bigger house. You're going on all these trips. But like, I have no idea what their life is. Right. And it's, yes. and now I'd, I shouldn't even be spending time having them live rent free in my head when it doesn't mean anything. Ooh, gosh, that's so good. Snap, snap. <laughs> someone living rent-free man it just it, and you I think about that all the time I think Oprah said something like that oh. she was she she was upset with this person and then she saw them and they were totally fine and laughing and she was like they're not even thinking about me at all <laughs> why am I thinking about them you know like right. it's like we're just allowing the people to take up space in my life and it affects my day-to-day and it I shouldn't I shouldn't be holding on to that. I mean, it's work. That's not like I can say it and all of a sudden I'm free. Yes. But it's it's difficult to do. But it's the reward at the end of the day is so much more meaningful and peaceful to live in than Mm -hmm. what I was doing before. It's an aha moment. And it is totally necessary if you want to live a really full life. Right. Your your own full life, not somebody else's. Right. And I, I want my, I get one and I really want it to be the best it can be with what I have been given, which is a lot of great, amazing things and people. And I need to be thankful more and water my own lawn. Mm. And, you know, well, I'm just, just blown away by how wise that is. And that is a piece of wisdom to keep handy for all of us. Truly. Because it's super important. Super important. Well, thank you for that. My goodness. All right. Well, we're in our belief series right now. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? How does that show up in your life? So we can take them one at a time or all together. However you, however you want to go. How do you want to go? I kind of did three bullet points of what I believe. Now I could obviously go right into faith, but there's more things that I feel like right in my life today. Right. That are community and support is priceless. And I mean that as like, since being a mom, things have very much changed in my life and Mm -hmm. having the sense of community and people to lean on and support, whether it's my mom coming over twice a week to help me with the babies or a girlfriend, I can call it 2 a.m. crying or, Mm. you know, my mom's Bible study where I can be completely honest about Mm -hmm. like how I feel about my kids. And sometimes it's not rosy and Mm -hmm. there's no judgment and there's just support Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And also realizing I need to ask for help, Mm -hmm. you know, ask for advice or be open to hear hard truths from people as opposed Mm -hmm. to like, my life is great. I have two kids and we're super happy. You know, I need to lean on the support there Mm. and ask for it. So that was my first thing, I believe, because that's very present in my life today. And and why do you believe that? Because I need it. Okay. <laughs> <And> it <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's so, it's such a big deal for my life today. You know, like Greg's working from home still. He has for the past two years. Uh-huh. And that's, I'm in our bedroom because he's out there. <laughs> And he's on the phone probably with someone right now. And luckily the kids are both in school all day, 
but when they weren't during when the pandemic started, this yes. was really, really hard to be all home and having them try to be quiet in their own home because daddy right. has to work. Right. He doesn't have an office. He has a loft. Like he's in the oh. middle of the house. Okay. Kind of. So like, the sound is carrying. It's not like he can no. shut a door and you maybe no. muffled hear him. like, no. And if we could wall off it, we would have done that, but it's like, it's right in the middle and it wouldn't really look. It doesn't exactly. make sense. Yeah. No. And so I needed to ask for help from my parents on that or friends in the neighborhood or, church friends with little kids like are you going to the zoo today or you know like we got a jump house for the garage so the kids could (laughs) jump and do stuff um so it it was I I needed help and I needed help in a way I didn't know I needed before like yeah when you have babies like my mom coming over and helping me go to Costco. That's obviously priceless in one way, but like, that's not what I needed in this stage. I needed an escape and for someone to help me take the kids too, you know? Right. Right. So, and having my mom Bible study on like just women who can come together in the Lord and say like, this is why we need this. And here's the scripture to back it up Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, life is really hard. I'm, you know, like, I'm, I'm with you, you know, let's grab a glass of wine. There was like another level of deeper meaning. And then we're in a small group with other couples that have kids. And that was really helpful. And Mm. just the sense of community, like leaning on that community was Mm. really helpful and still is to this day. Well, and it sounds like that you're talking about how that shows up in your, your, your life through Mm -hmm. the different facets of being a wife, being a mom, being a couple, Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, you know, uh, being, um, you know, some of the different groups you're involved with, Mm -hmm. uh, you're able to have that then. And so I, I'm curious about, you have learned through this experience of the pandemic and having kids, little kids, and now they're growing up of needing that for yourself. How do you, I'm just curious how you show up for other people. Do you, do you start noticing that other people need help or do you wait till they ask or both or because now you know how important it is mm-hmm. and not I mean, everybody yeah. is good at asking for it. No, there's some parents, especially in our neighborhood, because we spent a lot of time home and we have a community pool and then there's a park right behind our house. And then Mm. there's the Harrison school is right there as well. So we walk him, but like there was a mom, she just had a new baby. And I was like, we're going to the park. Do you want me to watch your older son and take him? And she literally handed him over the fence. (laughs) It was like, take him, you know, like just because, you know, and we're at the pool and there's like 10 kids. And one of the moms, like, I have to go back to the house. Like I'll watch him go you're good. You know, like we're, we're in this, you know, and, um, just, and then listening without judgment, I think as a mom, this day and age, there's so much judgment, what we're doing right and wrong. And we shouldn't have this bottle or this pacifier. They should be going to bed at this time. And, you know, I think it's like whatever works and what can get you through the day. And if it's just the glass of wine at the end of the day, (laughs) when we're outside and we're like, I'm really tired and my kids suck today, you know, like, and they do, I I think also saying that this is really hard and acknowledging that as opposed to like, cause there's so many people I have heard in the past six years, like 
this is going to go by so quick. Enjoy every moment. And I used, I still get mad (laughs) when people say that because I don't love every moment. There's a lot of moments I don't love. And they're, when kids are little, they're so needy and so draining. And I, I would be so tired. And I was like, I know one day I'll look back, but I think instead of telling me that I'm doing it wrong, because that's what I hear. You're telling me I'm doing it wrong by not enjoying the moment when my kid is screaming or they're not listening or they're just so little um, because I'm not doing it wrong. I'm surviving. Right. (laughs) I'm literally just surviving (laughs) right now. I'm not doing it wrong. I'm surviving. That's so good. And because that's yeah, what it feels yes. like. I mean, it's still, there's still days where, you know, I feel like, you know, like I just, me and Greg are really good because he's here and I'm here all the time. We know what the temperature of the house is that <laughs> it's like, you know, like he knows he'll come down from work, even though he's been working all day. And he's like, I'm tapping you out, go upstairs, you know, Aww. like, and, and we're really, really, we've always been good about needing our alone time. Like even when we were married or dating, like I, I need Hillary time and he needs Greg time. And so yes. we're both very good of saying like, okay, you need, like, he's like, I want to go to the Padre game with my friend. And I'm like, good. Have a great time. Don't rush back. Oh, we're fine. Unless we're in the ER, there's really nothing I need you for. Um, <laughs> oh, and he's really good about that too. And someone gave me advice when I was first pregnant of like, don't ever ask your husband to babysit his own children. Yes. Because there's, they're still his, you know, it's not like it, it's a, it's not my mom or a babysitter, but like, right. And, and there's one thing to ask him, like, can I do this this day? Are you free? Not like, can I do it? Are you giving me permission? It's a respect for your time. Yes. but like never ask your husband to babysit his own children. And, yes. but I also know Greg is always a 50, 50 co-parent with me. We are not one more than the other. I mean, he is, you know, we'll always do bedtime. We'll always do bath changed every diaper too. Like it was never, cause I have friends whose husbands are more hands off and that might work for them, but that would not have worked for me. And Greg didn't ever want to do that. So it right. was, easy in that realm. I mean, I mean, it was not easy, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, and what's so great about that is that you wanted a certain thing going in and so did he, and it, Mm -hmm. it just aligned so well and beautifully in a very practical sense. And And that we had figured out that early that we were in the same lane on how we wanted to do certain things with kids, with marriage, with, money, you know, we had had these hard conversations early that made it easier to understand. And sure, there was fights, of course, you know, but at the same time, the goal was the same. Like we are a team. We are in this together. Right. Like, and we've definitely fallen apart on like, who's more tired. We play that. We played that game. (laughs) Like who has it harder and no one's the winner. And we both know that, but like, sometimes it's just really difficult. And, you know, cause he would travel internationally a lot before the pandemic and now he's starting again. And so we're dealing again with that new stage of like, Mm. the kids are a lot older now and you're going to be gone for a week and you will be in Germany. And how do we navigate this again? Cause it's been two and a half years since he's done that. 
Right. So, but we're, we're always on the same page, even if it doesn't come across that way sometimes, but. (laughs) Well, there's always going to be that. I appreciate that. It really is, um, even though, you know, obviously it's challenging, but that you two are communicating really well and that you are seeing when the other needs something. Do you know what I mean? Like how he yeah. will tap you out or you'll say, yeah, go to the Patrick game. It's great. Yeah. Because neither one of you is taking advantage of the other. You both yeah. understand that you have particular roles right now and you have, you know, decided upon them together as a couple. and. Um, you are, you know, you're, you're doing it in such a beautiful way. And I, I, I like seeing you in action, seeing both of you parent and do so well. And, uh, you know, I, I just am very grateful that you're having the kind of life you wanted to have. Yeah. And we, I had it. It was right there. Ooh, Nope. Gone. Sorry. It may come back. It may come back. It may come back. Oh no, I got it. It <laughs> makes us a better, it makes me a better mom, a better wife, a better friend. If I, we do that, like self-care of like, yes. I need time away. Yes. Um, I need, you know, a f- like this weekend I'm going uh, to a hotel with one of my close girlfriends and we're just me and her having a girl's night. And it's like, it will make me such a better wife, mother, person to mm-hmm. have that time away because I will come back and I will miss them, you know, and I want to miss them. I yes. Want to enjoy them again. I, you know, I think there's something to that. There really yeah. is, um, you know, have, like you say, the self-care and being able to be with the girlfriend and laugh and catch up mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff and be able to miss them. It, yeah. It, yeah. Self-care. Very, very self-care. And it doesn't self-care. make you selfish. I no, like the the catch is like, if I'm putting myself first, that means I'm selfish, but it's mm-hmm. like, no, I, you, this is mental health we're talking about here. Right. <laughs> well, and selfish would be taking advantage, right. You know, of that, the other person, mm-hmm. but neither one of you are doing that. I'm, I'm, you know, we all have our moments. Come on. We're people, oh, yeah. but I think in general, where you're at at this stage, you've figured so much out already. I mean, my goodness. The pandemic really like put everything as a mirror right in front of our face, you know, and there was definitely hard times of like, and I still kind of go through this. Like, I want to miss Greg again. I want to really miss him when he, when he would go to work and he would come home at six. It was like, I couldn't wait to tell him about my day, but now like he knows I'm on the podcast. He's probably listening right now. You know, like I don't have anything to update and neither does he. And that was, that's something we've really, we've had to work on and do other things Okay. to like make a priority. Like we got really into Legos over the pandemic, me and him. Um, I would, I mean, right above me, I have the full Harry Potter castle, the Quidditch, the train, like the got Diagon Alley is up here. Like, wow, we should have bought stock in Legos. We really should have because Greg has probably 5,000 <laughs> out there that are all displayed too. And so we would wow. at night put the kids to bed, put on music, grab a drink and do Legos and talk or, you know, like, and it was the best part of the pandemic for me. Oh, wow. And but we had to, we had to make time for that. We had to really set like time aside. That was like, okay, tonight I'm not going to go watch a Netflix or read and fall asleep early. Like, 
this has to be a priority, even though like I saw you all day. I know what's going on. (laughs) I got you lunch, you know, like, so that's been the biggest challenge for us as a couple is like, we, we, I want to start missing him again and he will go back to the office eventually. Right. So it, this is just a, you know, a chapter of right. this crazy time. Another chapter. Yeah. Is there anything in conclusion that you want to share that we didn't cover? Um, I think something I learned in the past couple of years is like, I can, I can change the course at oh. any time. Um, whether that be a perspective or a relationship or okay. a point of view okay. or how you see something politically or religious, you know, like, right. I think every day you, you can change course. And I've learned in the past couple of years that like, I have a part in a lot of the things that I was upset about or some, you know, uh. like a relationship that failed that I never really looked at myself and like the part I played. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with becoming a parent that yeah. you see your kids mimic you and you realize like, well, that's something I wouldn't want you doing or saying, but you're just following something that I did, but they're just a little mirror, a little baby mirror <laughs> holding it up saying, look at you, mom, you dropped this and you said that. <laughs> uh, Gosh. So, and I think that's helped a lot of my relationships on if I, I want something to work, I have to work for it. I have mm-hmm. to put in the work. Gosh, um, so good to just, and you can change course. Like I can change my mind and I can listen to another po- person's point of view mm-hmm. and I get to make a choice how I react. And I didn't consciously ever make that choice for a long time. And wow. I would react very emotionally and it would spiral me because I right. think and plan all the time. I think about food and I think about <laughs> everything. Schedule and getting I, organized. Schedule. And I, I'm a prisoner probably in my own making that I didn't realize that I could just open the door. You know, like I didn't ever make that connection of like, I don't have to stay in this spot. I don't have to have this relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. I can change that. You right. know, and and that's on me. And if it doesn't change, then that's where you let that go. But you know, like you have the power to change things. Like you can right. of course correct at any time, you know, That's like very lot, a lot of good. You're dropping a lot of good uh, nuggets what? here. I a wrote notes. Of- I wrote notes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good nuggets. This has been delightful oh. as I, as I knew it would be. I know. I and we could it, go three more hours. We could uh, Plus. Yeah. yeah we uh-huh. would just keep going uh-huh. and going and going. Well, you know what? I'll have you on again because you yes. have a lot of wonderful things to say. I know. And, and I want new questions because it's, yes. it's been fun to do it for me as well. Yes. I, Good. You know, the, like the three words to describe yourself. I was like saying things and Greg was like, I can't answer that. I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know. And he's like, but you have to dig deep. Hill. You can do it. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's so great. Oh, that is so great. Well, thank you so much thank for you. saying yes. I am very grateful for you. And uh, I am the, grateful the, for you. The part you've played in my life, you are indeed a blessing. Thank you for being you. Thank you. Don't you love that she and her husband, Greg, got into Legos during the pandemic? 
or that they put a jumpy in their garage instead of a car to help their boys get the wiggles out. This shows her playful, creative, innovative side, which is usually at the ready. Hillary had insightful nuggets to drop, like every day we can change our course. We can do it in our relationships, in our perspective of how we look at things, and in our responsibility for the part we play in our interactions. We can do something about it if we want to. Oh, and if you're struggling in any way, be sure to lean on your people and ask for help. If they are your people, they want to be there for you because you want to do the same for them. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now our prayer. Today, take us where you want us to go. Have us meet who you want us to meet. Tell us what you want us to say and keep us out of your way. Amen. That is the prayer of Father Michael Judge, victim 0001 from 9-11. Today, go be unabashed. Be you.